You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. I am your host this morning, Nathan Sather, and I'm just so blessed by being able to be here with you all today. Uh, again, it's just remarkable to me how quickly the morning flies by on these Real Presence Live programs. I'm looking at a beautiful rainfall falling down outside the studio here in Fargo, North Dakota. We're so grateful and thankful for the rain that we've gotten here this past week. Uh, we've certainly needed it. I'm sure our farmers have needed it as well. Um, but in the last segment, we talked to Charlie and uh, learned a little bit about some devotions and learned that St. Joseph is the uh, daily devotion that we are supposed to, or I shouldn't say supposed to, but that we are encouraged to do on Wednesdays. And so it being the year of St. Joseph and our talk with Father Charlie here in the last segment, uh, we're going to give you a chance to learn about an interesting opportunity to encourage your children to grow in their love and knowledge of Jesus through the uh, beautiful saint, St. Joseph, who I certainly have an affinity to as a father, but one of my my favorite litany is the litany of St. Thomas More. My second favorite litany is the litany of St. Joseph because I like the um, the name that he has, uh, Terror of Demons. So I like being able to say St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, and the kids get all excited when I say it. So we're being uh, welcomed in this segment by Vivian Dudrow from Ignatius Press, and she's going to share us a little bit about how we can encourage that with our children. So Vivian, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. It's uh, certainly a privilege for us to be able to have you joining our listening community uh, up here in the, uh, the upper, cold, frozen, tundra, Midwest kind of area that we live in. Uh, you're not from around here, but we're certainly uh, pleased to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the job that you do there for Ignatius Press. We're very excited to listen. Well, I'm not from the tundra, but I am from Chicago <laughs> originally. So, uh, what, what's a different kind of frozen tundra? That's the frozen yeah. tundra of Soldier Field. <laughs> <laughs> so, in any case, um, I but I'm in San Francisco with Ignatius Press, and um, I I do uh, help to edit these Magnificat partnership books that we do for children. Um, we we've done a lot of children's books lately with our partner Magnificat, the people who produce those missalettes that are so uh, popular and wonderful. Is that the, like the same things from our Sunday visitor, or is that a different thing? I guess maybe I'm confused. The Magnificat um, monthly missal, have you seen those that have the readings for the Mass and prayers and morning prayer, evening prayer? They're beautifully done, beautifully illustrated. It's called Magnificat. I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar. Yeah, with, I have uh, a, a regular, like, daily Roman Missal, the big giant book with no pictures and no nothing, just thousands of words. <laughs> yeah, well, the Magnificat is a subscription, and uh, you get it every month for that month, all the readings of Mass, all the feasts, all the... And it's beautifully done. It, and so in any case, uh, the, the, the parent company of that... Uh, is our partner in producing children's books, and uh, many of these come from France. They're already written and illustrated there because the parent company of Magnificat is a French company, sure. and they're be- beautifully done, and then we prepare English translations and then uh, bring them to our American market. 
Well, our listeners are always interested in people's stories. So before we get into the details of the work that you do, I'm very curious, how does a a Catholic woman from Chicago end up in San Francisco doing the Lord's book with a or the Lord's work with a book publisher. Oh wow, that is a very long story. But uh, <laughs> I, w- I I am a convert. I was not raised uh, a Catholic. I, I I converted at the age of twenty one, and uh, and have been a Catholic now for well f- more than forty years, and uh, married and raised kids. We raised our kids here in San Francisco, and they're all grown now, and we've got grandchildren now, and we've been with Ignatius Press, my husband and I, for uh, about 20 years or more, more than 20 years. And, uh, yeah, long story, the Lord just kept moving us along a path that we could not foresee that it would end, we would end up here. In fact, I think my husband at one point said, the one place I would never live is San Francisco. Well, <laughs> you better watch out what you say because God has a sense of humor. He, he, he certainly does. No, that's, that's absolutely beautiful. Um, so this uh, book that you've just released, um, St. Joseph, Watch Over My Family, uh, is written by, I hope I, I'm saying this right, Sabine Dumesnil. Is that correct? That's about as Good as any American will get it. It's a French woman, and it's a French name, and I couldn't pronounce it correctly either. So oh, so, I, so I, I should put a little more emphasis on the de, the Sabine de Mesnil. Is that is that a little better? I took I took three years of French in high school. I should have my deux down. Well, and also the last syllable is what usually gets uh, accented in French, right, Mesnil? But don't look at me for the answer. Just just <laughs> move move on. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So tell us a little bit about her work there. Well, this book, uh, St. Joseph, Watch Over My Family, is a small, hardcover book with, with very sturdy pages. Uh, the reading level is, is seven and up, but, but, but the, you know, this is the kind of book you want to bring all your children around and, and, and read together because it introduces children to the life of St. Joseph, uh, kind of gives us a sketch of his character and his example, and then there are prayers. Uh, to St. Joseph, and even some little stories of, 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 of St. Joseph as, as an intercessor. Um, and all, all that in, in, in 50 or so pages, and, you know, like about five by six, four by six little book. And the, it's illustrated, very charming illustrations that children will uh, connect with and and we brought it out in the year of St. Joseph, so that's, that's no mystery. Yeah, yeah, very well done. <laughs> do, you, do you have any insight into the inspiration that God gave her to, to write this particular book or the inspiration um, that God gave the illustrator? No, I can't say I know from them personally why they did what they did, but uh, looking at the approach taken in the book, I can take a guess at that, and uh, because... The book, uh, for being for children, it's a very profound little book. In fact, any uh, adult reading it, I think, will come away uh, with, with, with a greater appreciation for St. Joseph and, and, a, and a greater closeness to him. And the Gospels are the source for what we know about his life. But I think the way the author has has sketched his character based on what she read there and meditated on is really beautiful. Uh, St. Joseph's humility, his, his um, obedience, 
uh, to God's Word when it comes to him, his ability to hear God in the first place, his his quiet strength, his uh, protection over the Holy Family. This comes out really profoundly, even though it's written very simply. Always the most profound things are simple, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> no, it's very true. I, I, I'm very interested to get my hands on it. Um, St. Joseph is, you know, important to me as as a father, obviously. But I, I just, I think often about, like, Jesus and Joseph being together. And I don't, it, it's harder for me to visualize these things with Mary because I, I almost feel like in my own mind I don't have the capacity to wrap my mind around the routine conversations that he would have with the, uh, the Blessed Mother. But I can with Joseph. You know, so like Jesus and Joseph are walking down to the next site that they're working on for that day or that particular time period. And they're walking down there and one of them passes gas. And so they laugh and chuckle about it or whatever the case may be. And then uh, after that, uh, Jesus says, you know, dad, why, why don't we get a donkey so that, you know, it's easier to get to the work site. And Joseph makes some comment like, oh, that's, that's a luxury. Like we, we don't want to waste our money on that. We, we can walk. We, we, we need to be able to make sure we can take care of you and make sure your mother's taken care of. And that would just be more work and more expense that we don't need to spare. And I can see Joseph or Jesus kind of tilting his head and, and kind of looking back like, oh, yeah, I never really thought about that. I just didn't want to have to walk all the way to the work site, you know. Are there those kinds of, of, of vignettes or whatnot in this particular book that you're talking about? No, because that's... Um completely speculative. (laughs) I mean, this is, this is just very simple. Uh, Here's what we know about uh, Joseph from the Gospels and uh, little bits about, you know, what, what the Holy Family would have been like. Very, we're talking about just a few paragraphs on each page, you know, it's a very small book. There's no um, long, uh, conversations or anything like that. It's it's just, um, y- you know, just a sketch of his character. By but but not no. There are no long conversations between Joseph and Jesus. Uh, it's just very simple. Sure. Yeah, and I was only just trying to get to like you mentioned like what the author must have thought about in her meditation. So I was trying to understand maybe what these meditations are. That, that come across to the reader? Well, let me see if I can give you an example. Uh, yeah, yeah, please. You know, um, let's see. Um, for example, um, Joseph's name means to increase and to make grow, to help Jesus grow up. St. Joseph protected him. He gave Jesus a zest for work well done, work useful to others, and carried out with a smile, and he taught him to respect the laws of the land. Joseph also taught Jesus salvation history and the scriptures, and he showed Jesus by example how to follow the will of God. And then there's a quote from Deuteronomy here, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Mm. Um, It's not known exactly when Joseph died. St. Joseph was by Jesus' side during his hidden life in Nazareth, preparing him for his mission to proclaim the good news of salvation. Uh, You know, it's like that. Yeah, no, beautiful, uh, beautiful. And, and, you know, and, very, uh, very simply written, but there's a lot to think about what I just read. Well, that, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Like, you mentioned the, the, the profoundness of the simplicity, and 
that came across extraordinarily well and, and obvious through the pages uh, that you read there. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. It, it is beautiful. It's, it's a very beautiful book. And the prayers of St. Joseph are likewise uh, very simple but beautiful. For example, there's a prayer called the Hail Joseph, which is sort of modeled after the Hail Mary. Um you know, hail Joseph, filled with divine grace, in whose arms the Savior was carried, and, hung, who's, and under whose eyes he grew up. Blessed are you among men, and blessed is Jesus, the son of your dear spouse. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And Vivian, and we're gonna, I'm going to have to pause you right there. We've got our, uh, our mid-segment break, but we're going to come back to the oh, other sure. side and get some more of this beautiful uh, insight in this book, uh, St. Joseph, Watch Over My Family. On the other side of this break, you're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather, and we're talking in this segment with Vivian Dudrow from Ignatius Press about a special book called St. Joseph, Watch Over My Family. It was written by Sabine Dumesnel. Uh, Vivian, uh, w- welcome back again from the other side of the break to Real Presence Radio. I kind of had to cut you off there at the very end. I apologize, but go ahead and finish what you were saying. It was very in, uh, intriguing for me to learn more about this book. 
Well, I don't even remember what I was saying, but I'll, I'll read another passage to give your listeners an idea of this a beautiful book. Um, uh, well, what was I going to read? Well, there's this there's this constant theme of the hidden life of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. You know, we don't think a lot about that. We think of Jesus in his active ministry, most of all, you know, preaching and performing miracles and uh, on his way to Jerusalem to, 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 to suffer and to die for us and, and to rise again. You know, that's where the kind of the drama is in the story of Jesus, and that's what we spend most of our time contemplating as we uh, celebrate the liturgy throughout the Church's year. Uh, so it's interesting how this book keeps... Uh, there's always there's this theme, you know, of those first 30 years of Jesus' life were in the bosom of this family yeah. and hidden in this out-of-the-way place, Nazareth, and this kind of hidden life. And so listen to this beautiful writing. When Joseph chose the wood of the olive tree and when he tenderly handled the wood of the elm, he could see its hidden potential to become a work of art. Joseph knew what was hidden inside, and his craftsman eye prepared him for the beautiful mission entrusted to him by God to raise Jesus, hidden and unnoticed, until the time came for his mission to begin. Now, I have to say that in, in all my years of being a Catholic, that just would have never occurred to me to think about something like this. Joseph picking a piece of wood, this hidden work that he's doing, and hum, somehow connecting that with the hidden nurturing he's doing for Jesus. It's just, it's things like this that I think children will really respond to, because uh, we're talking about everyday life, but seeing its meaning. You know, most of our life is made up of the, drudger, the drudgery that we have to do, right? <laughs> that, so, that describes life for most of us. And to see in that something beautiful, something meaningful, something important, uh, I think is is very important to teach children, uh, to help them embrace their lives, whatever it is God, whatever mission God has for them, because God has a mission for each of them too. Yeah, Vivian, you're you're definitely speaking directly to my own heart. I I think I was taught growing up that you're supposed to find a job that gives you fun and excitement and enjoyment. And not that those aren't possible, but most of us are going to find a job that in some way, shape, or form serves other people. Whether we are a police officer or a nurse or the person that drives around every week and picks up our trash. And I'm thankful for all those people. I'm so grateful that those people can you know, do those services for, for the rest of us. And there's huge meaning in being able to provide a service for your fellow man that in turn cares and provides for your own family, that provides food for your family, that provides a house and an education for your family. What a, what a beautiful thing to provide so much meaning. And I, I definitely don't want to distract from the conversation entirely, but I do feel that's one of the things we have a special duty as Christian parents to ensure that our children are very much aware of the fact that we, in our work, serve one another, and that our work and providing for our families does grant us great meaning, because it's the exact life that Jesus and, and his family lived at that time. And Vivian, I, I've, I've kind of snuck during the break 
and went on your website. It's Ignatius.com for our listeners. And I just put in the name of the book, uh, St. Joseph, Watch Over My Family. I am, I am impressed at the illustrations in this book that you have on the website there. Um, you know, it's easy to say that something is simple or profound, um, but I don't know how else to describe it. These illustrations, the kids, it's, it's extraordinarily well done. Uh, the outlay of it, uh, I'm, I'm looking at, like, there's a picture of part one, and it says, who is St. Joseph? And, and Joseph is on a bench. He's working with his tools. He's creating something. Jesus is on the floor. He's playing with the wood shavings and whatnot that have fallen off of the table that Joseph is working at. Exceptionally well done. I, I'm, I'm very impressed. Oh, good. I'm glad you are. I'm, I'm impressed, too. And, and, you know, it causes us to, to reflect on the wisdom of Holy Father Francis to designate this year to St. Joseph to, to encourage uh, us to get to know St. Joseph more. Clearly, he, uh, you know, through the Holy Spirit, senses that the Church really needs to know St. Joseph better. And I think for the very reason that you just explained, the indispensable role of the father, the father of the family, uh, because let's face it, fathers have <laughs> gotten a bad rap, you know, uh, for some decades now, and it's time for us to think again just how important fathers are to their families. Uh, in, in providing, in caring, in teaching, and setting examples uh, for for how to live life well. These these are so important and so uh, overlooked because, as you explained, you know, it's the flash and dash that gets all the attention, right? That's the, what makes headlines, what makes media stars. It, it's not a father in his workshop with his son on the floor beside him playing with little bits of wood that fell off. I mean, this is not, <laughs> this is not considered, you know, exciting material. And yet this is the material of real life. And this is where the most important lessons are taught. As St. John Paul II used to say, the family is the school of love. Yeah. Yeah. That is where we learn the most important things in life is in the family. And fathers are indispensable for for providing that role. Yeah, and, and even just this little illustration here I'm looking at, like, you wonder what St. Joseph is thinking, right? Like, this is a legitimately miraculous child. It's the Son of God, and he's down here playing with these things. I, I wonder what the future is going to be like. And, and I think we can do a very good job of doing that, too, right? We can look at what the role we have, not knowing what God has planned for us. Not everyone moves out to San Francisco, but some people are surprised when that's what God asks them to do. And to, right. to be ready like St. Joseph to, at a moment's notice, follow God's will in whatever he desires. Is there anything else you'd like to, to leave us with here before we leave? I would. Following up that thought, let me read this from the book. In trust, Joseph obeyed the angel. He knew he could count on God. And you? Like St. Joseph, don't hesitate to say, my God, I trust in you. Mm, beautiful. Well, we were joined by Vivian Dudrow from Ignatius Press, who's got this wonderful little um, opportunity for you to, to really deepen your family's 
entry into the year of St. Joseph. It's called St. Joseph, Watch Over My Family by Sabine Dumesnil. You can get it from Ignatius.com, which is Ignatius Press's website. I encourage you to go out and get a chance to to look at it and, and make that purchase. Vivian, the work that you've done on this, I mean, just from the pictures on here, it's great. And the, and the passages you've read for us, I'm just thoroughly impressed. Thank you so much for the work you do for the kingdom. Oh, thank you. And, and thank you for having me on your show. Oh, thank you very much. God bless you. Well, you uh, you take a breath, you show up at 9 o'clock, you blink, and it's 11 o'clock. So, <laughs> Therese, tell us what we got coming up here next week on Real Presence Live. Yeah, so next Real Presence Live is on Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Our host will be Father Randall Kazel coming to you live from St. Michael's Church in Pine Island, Minnesota. John Neiman will be on to talk about an opportunity to journey through the Divine Comedy. Then call in with your questions on prayer during Straight Talk with Father Randall Kazel from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Outstanding. I do like the Straight Talk segments. Yeah, I'm not going to say they're my favorite, <laughs> um, but I, I always appreciate when people call in and you get that conversation thing. Um, you know, Jesus is referred to as the Logos, right? The Word. And that's where we get the word dialogue from, right? Dia meaning two, Logos meaning word or words. So, two words, right? You have to have this conversation. I'd much rather have a dialogue with someone than a monologue 99% of the time. And so, to hear callers, you know, call in and ask their legitimate questions and and have someone answer them that starts that conversation. I, I just think that's one of the best parts about radio, and it comes across extraordinarily well. I think that's why like, Catholic Answers and those kinds of things have been uh, so successful, and especially called to communion, too, with Dr. David Anders. Uh, I really enjoy hearing the questions that the callers have when they, when they call in. Do you concur? Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. Um, straight talk segments are always... Yeah. So again, uh, I just want to thank everyone for joining us this morning and listening. Um, Real Presence Radio is just a great blessing to all of our listening area. Just a, a quick shout out and reminder, we do have that live drive coming up from the 15th through the 17th. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. Please continue to support this radio station and this mission. It's really the Holy Spirit that's doing this work, and we just appreciate you joining us. Uh, Thank you again for listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.